Welcome to After the Fact, a Knowing Faith mini-episode where we look to take a big question and address it in just a few minutes. Typically, the questions we consider will line up with our larger topic for the season. That's certainly true for our time today. We're discussing Genesis 12 through 50 on Knowing Faith this season, and joining us today is Dr. Donald Whitney. Dr. Whitney is professor of biblical spirituality and an associate dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's the author of numerous books, including the incredibly influential book, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life, which I can say could be confidently called a modern-day classic, along with Praying the Bible and numerous others that I strongly encourage you to check out. Dr. Whitney, welcome to After the Fact. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Kyle. Great to be with you. It's an honor to be a guest uh, on your podcast today. Here's the big question for us, Dr. Whitney. What does Abraham's prayer for Sodom teach us or show us about intercession? Uh, There's almost just like a negotiation that goes on. Lord, how about 50? How about 40? How about 30? How about 20? You know, down like that. And uh, it's been suggested that that Abraham is, is counting. Mm-hmm. as he's doing this, because you have, he's thinking, okay, there's Lot, there's his wife, they have uh, two sons, they're both married, so now we're up to eight, and then two unmarried daughters, so ten, so when he gets down to ten, you know, that, that's why he stops at ten, but the, the pattern's been established here that God will not destroy uh, the righteous, and of course, we know that apart from Christ, no one is righteous. And so his his justice is always right. I mean, it, this is near the place in the Bible there where it says, shall the judge of all the earth, um, you know, not do right. That, that, in fact, it's in verse uh, 25 here. Shall not the judge of all the earth do what is just? Mm-hmm. He will. Uh, our problem is, you know, what uh, what does that justice look like and do we deserve it? But he intercedes here and just keeps kind of changing um uh, going from one thing to another. If, if we were to do this today, it might be we pray one thing today and uh, tomorrow a little bit differently and a little later, well, Lord, you know, would you please do this? And right. it, that may be the way it would look in, in, in our setting today. And I would point you over to the New Testament, which says, uh, if you're, uh, let your request be made known, made known to God. Yeah. And I mention that because unless your prayer is known to be sinful, are, are just wrong. Uh, let your request be made known to God. Why not? I mean, we. If, I think there are a lot of things, Kyle, that we don't know if they are God's will or not. I don't think there's a mystical way by which we determine, is it God's will I, I do this or I do that? I don't right. think we have access to that information as often as some people might think. And therefore, let your request be made known to God. So if you're interceding for someone and you're praying, let's say that they get a job or a relationship works out, unless you have reason to think it's a bad thing, let your request be made known to God. Right. Uh, and so I think we see that as one big lesson there with with Abraham and also the patience of God. Hmm. Um, and sometimes the, the need to intercede again and again and again. Right. There are those classic stories like with George Mueller who had over 50,000 specific recorded answers to prayer in his journals, over 30,000 of which he said were answered the same day or same hour. Right. But there were four people he had prayed for their salvation for 60 years. Mm. And two of them were not converted until after he died. A couple of them were shortly before he died. And so there are many things we may have to intercede for again and again and again. And God patiently listens to those as we see in Abraham's story. 
And Dr. Whitney, I think, gosh, I, I, we're already off to some really good points here. But as, as we just kind of think about wrapping this up, I guess one of the things whenever I read this account in Genesis 18 that I'm, I'm kind of left struggling with, and maybe you've heard this before, either in reference to this story or just generally in reference to people's prayer life, and um, that this kind of persistence in prayer, is that something that pesters God? I, I mean, I, I often feel... Uh, uh, whenever I'm bringing something to to the Lord over and over again, there is both the perseverance required of me, and there is the patience of God in entertaining it. But is it a distrust to continue to bring what feels like ever kind of more specific requests? Right. So Abraham's kind of talking with God, and the number is getting smaller and smaller. I, I've heard some say, Does, "Is is this Abraham's unfaithfulness? Is it his distrust that he's kind of trying to shrink it down? That his his prayer started really big." but now it's kind of ending small. Is do you, Have you ever felt that in your own prayer life where you feel like, am I just kind of rationalizing to get to the smallest potential uh, answerable prayer in order that it will be answered, you know? Uh, sure. I think everyone has sensed that uh, to some degree, Kyle. And But I, I think we have the command of Jesus in Luke 18, 1 from the story there, the unrighteous judge and the widow. Uh, keep praying and and don't give up. Uh, unless you know that there is something wrong with your prayer or something that just you have something that convinces you that God is just not going to answer this, that as long as you have the heart to do so, keep praying, keep asking. You know, Matthew 7, 7 uh, through 11 there, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. And back to Luke 18, which begins with, he told us this so that we would always pray and not lose heart. So as long as you have the heart to do so, no, I think God is is honored that we keep coming back because contrast that with what I think we do most of the time. That is, we pray earnestly for something today and tomorrow we don't even think about it anymore. Yeah, you're right. And never again, maybe do we bring it up. Oh yeah, I haven't, you know, I hadn't thought about that for several days now. So I think it indicates that you're really serious with with God when you come back again and again and again, despite the discouragement of not seeing any answer whatsoever. So, uh, no, I don't think God is, is ever pestered or impatient with us. If he were, I think somehow he'd let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me throw you a curveball here. Um, uh, does Abraham change God's mind in the scope of this prayer? Right. God was going to do this thing. Abraham comes before him. He's interceding. Does intercession change God's mind? Well, theologically, we have to say no. You know, the Bible tells us God does not change his mind. But we're, the Bible also teaches us that our prayers make a difference. Yeah. So it's the classic issue in prayer. If God is sovereign, why pray? Mm. Uh, if God knows the future, why pray? Well, the the short answer to that, without being snarky, is very clearly what God tells us to. And so th there are things we just don't understand about what it means to be sovereign. We can't. There are things we don't get about knowing the future. We can't. So we have to leave those things to an omnipotent, omniscient God. And the, the clear things are our responsibilities. We're told to pray and to be encouraged that our prayers make a difference. We're also taught in Scripture that God has certain ends, certain things He's going to do, but He's also ordained means, and those means are often our prayers. So there are many things, in other words, that God is going to do, but He's going to do them in answer to our prayers. 
Yeah. Well, Dr. Whitney, I'm just so grateful. I feel like uh, you've exhorted us to a more perseverant prayer life in light of this story with Abraham in Genesis chapter 18. And listen, After the Fact is brought to you by the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. If you want to study with incredible professors like Dr. Whitney, head over to sbts.edu and discover why Southern Seminary is trusted for truth.